I'm nervous. I feel so weird with Omarjorie. Alessia, I'm nervous. How do we intro this? I don't know. Hi, welcome back to the wrap round. <laughs> just use this as the intro. Just this like, is it. This uh, is it. Marjorie isn't here this week because she's a working lady with some funky hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, none of us know what we're doing. Marjorie does the brunt of it every week. Um, but she's left us some very nice notes in our show outline that she made. And so we're going to try and follow it to the best of our abilities and hope to do Marjorie proud. <laughs> yeah, Marjorie usually keeps us on track. So we'll see how good we are this week with doing that. On the bright side, we do have a time limit. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise this could go on for like hours. <laughs> for sure. Segway so- into segment. <laughs> <laughs> wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. See, we usually kind of like hate on Marjorie when she comes up with segues, but honestly she does a great job considering we're like trying to find one right now. We have no clue how to do it. You know who else is trying to find things? Uh, Four NHL teams are trying to find a spot in the Stanley Cup final. There we go. We found one. We did it. Um, yeah, so it's the conference finals. That's lots of fun. And it's Vegas and Montreal and Tampa and the Islanders. And they are just living their best lives. These have been some really great series so far. And both of them are tied 2-2 at the moment. So we're waiting on some game fives. We're recording this at like 7 p.m. Uh, right before the Islanders and yeah. Lightning game five. Really great timing on our part. Always is. <laughs> Um, so by the time this is out, you'll know what's happening. We'll know what's happening, but not us right now. Future us. But yeah, I guess we'll start off really hot <laughs> and we'll go with Vegas and Montreal because the group chat's been lighting up for that series. And me and Grace have been talking up a storm between whether it's Flurry or Price. We're always talking about those two. But like Grace said, the series is tied 2-2 and I definitely see this going six or seven games I don't know about you Grace absolutely it's been a tough fought series so far and each team has had some really great both offensive and defensive moments where your eyes are just like glued to the tv you're like oh god what's this team gonna do yeah Uh, so yeah I can definitely agree with you there it'll be a long it'll be a long fought series yeah and the last two games were kind of interesting in the sense that game three Vegas just dominated and then they ended up losing in overtime. And then game four, Montreal dominated. And then they lost in overtime. So I think like coming from what I've been seeing, Montreal is having a very good series. Aside from last game, I feel like we kind of sat back in the third period and in overtime the last game. And something that we'll bring up is that following two straight losses and a big mistake, Vegas decided to sit flurry and start Leonard. So when you're looking at this decision, it's like a very big turning point for Vegas, which worked in their favor. But for me, no matter what, I know Flurry made a mistake. That happens. But Flurry is the better goalie. I think no matter what the situation yeah. is, you gotta you gotta go with the better goalie. No disrespect to Robin Leonard because he is a great goalie. But this is a very tight series. So I mean, 
at least it worked in Vegas's favor. But we saw what Grace thought about Leonard starting. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I got mad at Robin Leonard a few games ago, and that was unfair. Um, <laughs> but the goalie situation in Vegas is always so funny because for the past, what, four years, it's just felt like a revolving door the whole time. You know, yeah. you, but you always have Flurry. So it, it just mm-hmm. feels like the safe option all the time because he's always been there. And so from that, I say start Flurry. Everybody knows, giant Marc-Andre Flurry fan. I love the guy, but maybe it's time to go with the unsafe choice for the rest of this series because I feel like Montreal is getting really smart with how they're playing Flurry as a goalie. You know what I mean? So, you know, maybe give Leonard the start the next game and then if things do go a little bit rough, put Flurry back in. But I feel like a little bit of inconsistency for Montreal is probably the best way to beat them. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that, what you thought about it. Would you start Leonard next game or would you start Flurry? And Flurry's a great goalie. Just one thing that I've noticed is that when you're comparing him to Carey Price, especially in the first game, I thought Flurry wasn't as calm in net or kind of composed. That's just something I saw. He had a great game. Don't get me wrong, but just comparing him to Price. And I thought that would kind of, that was kind of like maybe first game jitters or something. I know he's an experienced goalie, but I saw that continue into the other games. So that's just one thing I noticed. But one thing I wanted to bring up, and I told Grace about this before we even started recording. Last night, especially, I mean, besides what the players have done, the referees have been embarrassing. I'll just say that. I think... I'll straight up come and say this and I'm not just I'm not I'm not just bringing this up because it affects Montreal it's been affecting both teams it's been affecting the Islanders versus Tampa Bay series and it's affected quite frankly most of the series this playoffs and I think in this series the Canadians are suffering more from it but the Knights just as much maybe just a bit less there have been a ton of missed calls and last night's game was just out of control. I don't know. A lot of people were talking about it. Even people who weren't Vegas fans and Canadians fans are talking about it. So one thing was Nick Suzuki gets sucker punched in the face right in front of Chris Lee. He's looking right at it. And then he turns away and pretends like it didn't happen. Yeah, That was not called. And, you know, obviously I see things for both teams. So if you're a Knights fan, you're mad at Edmondson's cross check that went unnoticed. In game three, Corey Perry gets a high stick. There is blood all over his face and not even a minor penalty. So I'm not even speaking towards the Habs and Vegas series. I'm saying as a whole, the league really needs to figure out what's going on with officiating because this is the Stanley Cup semifinals. One call and it makes a complete difference in a game. So I'm saying right now, at this point, you should have the best refereeing possible. And quite frankly, it's been even worse than I've seen in the regular season. That's the thing. It's just like it's gotten exponentially worse over these playoffs. Um, yeah. You know, you saw it in the first round. You saw it in the second round. And now it's just come to a peak where it's just like blatant people who've never watched hockey before could be making these calls better than the refs could. Exactly. Um, and it's just, you know, it's not right for any team ever. And it needs, yeah. it's a, it's a problem and it does need to be fixed, but I'm happy you brought that up because I was going to ask you and the way I was going to ask you is I was literally just going to be like, so Alessia, how do you feel about Chris Lee today? 
don't feel great. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, I'm not harping on this because the Habs lost last night because I don't like, I don't think last night's loss was mainly because of the refs. Portion of it was because of the Habs obviously sitting back. But like at some point, something like somebody needs to say something. And it's kind of sad that when coaches and GMs or, you know, people in higher power on teams speak out in terms of the NHL's officiating, they say something and they get like a $25,000 fine. Meanwhile, a violent hit gets $5,000. That player gets suspended or doesn't even get suspended. Sorry. And they get a fine that's basically like pocket change. Yeah, honestly, I know it's so inconsistent and it can be so infuriating. And I think that every, everybody feels that, you know, you see a Twitter timeline after these games and it's just like rage coming from all directions. Yeah. (laughs) And usually like when you go on Twitter and there's like a bad call, you see it mainly just from the two teams. So there was a lot of, you know, Habs fans, a lot of, a lot of Knights fans who were complaining about the refereeing last night, but I mean, when you go on Twitter, every everybody, no matter who they cheer for, was co- was looking at this game and saying, what is going on? So that mm-hmm. speaks volumes. And if you're watching the Sportsnet coverage as well, the whole panel was kind of like in shock, like what is going on? So that already says a lot. But we'll go to the positives <laughs> uh, from this series. Uh, Marjorie, in her outline, she told us to kind of pick some standout players that we thought... Um, we're kind of sticking out to us. So for the Habs, I'll say Nick Suzuki. He's shown he's grown so much the past year. And if he's not scoring, he's setting up guys like Cole Caulfield and Paul Byron. Like we saw last night with great scoring chances. And the standout player for Vegas for me is Alex Petrangelo. I don't know how many scored, how many goals he's scored already on us. He's been contributing immensely to Vegas's offense. So that's yes. what I'll say about that. Absolutely. Um, I kind of think you nailed it on the head because honestly, those were my players too. We always have the same people and, you know, you got to give credit to the goalies too. Flurry and Price. Price has just been a wall. We know that. Price is incredible. We've said that so so many times. It's so fun to watch Price just be a goalie, like to just exist (laughs) as a goalie. (laughs) We do need to move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders that series is also tied 2-2 as I mentioned game five is tonight um this has been kind of a wacky duck series (laughs) Uh, it's been a little bit interesting uh but what what do you think this these teams need to do and I will read exactly what Marjorie wrote so I don't mess this up (laughs) What do these teams need to do in order to break out of these close scores and solidify a win with a lead greater than a goal? And who do you think will be the first to crack? You go first. So I'm looking at last game that was played and, you know, first period, no goals were scored. But in the second period, the Islanders came out strong and they were able to create a three nothing lead. Now they've had leads before in games and then slowly Tampa Bay kind of picks it up and tries to make a comeback. And in the playoffs, when you're down, even if it's you're down three nothing, who else? What other team is better to make a comeback? It's obviously Tampa. They're a really strong team. So when I'm looking at the Islanders, they need to not. They need to stop sitting back when they have a lead. Three nothing lead is huge going into the third period. And Tampa Bay, they tried to come back, 
And they almost did because Ryan Pollock, if he didn't block that shot in the dying like moments of the yeah. third period, <laughs> that could have gone to overtime. Yeah. So, you know, Islanders are a very strong team. They just need to play a consistent 60 minutes. And they have guys like Matt Borzal and Josh Bailey who've been stepping up and scoring for them. And Tampa Bay has the, almost the exact same thing, if not better. Guys like Braden Point. And he's currently riding a seven-game goal streak right now. So let's see if he continues that tonight. Tampa Bay also has like a $100 trillion a year team. So yeah, no excuse for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, standout players, Matt Barzell, Braden Point, who has 16 points and 15 games played in the playoffs. Like, that's crazy. So this is another tight series very yeah. tight series but i would say just one thing i would say is don't underestimate the islanders exactly and i think that 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 was definitely something i was thinking about too and it's that the these two teams need to be consistent and you can take game four as a really great example for this because the first period showed that they were evenly matched and then the lightning fell off in the second period and the islanders were able to boost that up to their advantage and then the or the Lightning were almost able to come back. Like, <laughs> they are very evenly matched teams. They just need to get in there and try to win these games. They need to not back down. And game four, I think, blew everyone's minds because, you know, it was, it was reminiscent of Leafs hockey for the Islanders. <laughs> they got a lead and then they relaxed and then they almost lost. <laughs> I think my, my standout players for this series, I'm going to have to go with Ryan McDonough for the Lightning, just because of game four. He had that spin move at the end at such a crucial moment in mm -hmm. the game, and you could tell that it was his last ditch effort. And he just lay on the ice afterwards for like a chunk of time because he was just couldn't believe that that didn't go through. Like it was a spinning move, like you don't see those every yeah. game. And you could tell that he really wanted it. Um, and then for the Islanders, Ryan Pollock, because he got a chance to play goalie for a moment there and then yeah. saved his team from going to overtime. So I think that those are my two, two players, my two key players. Yeah. That was probably like a huge save and he's not even a goalie. Exactly. And yeah. if that had been a goal, it would have been a highlight reel goal, but now it's just a highlight reel defensive move. <laughs> exactly. I think one thing just to mention between both series, I mean, sometimes when, I mean, Tampa, obviously they have big forwards. They have like, you know, their star lineup and so does Vegas. I think one thing a lot of when you see after the game, they always say, oh, this line is struggling, like a very talented line, like Vegas's first line. Oh, they're struggling. But you also have to take into consideration the other team's great defensive play. So a lot of times when I'm watching like Vegas and Montreal and their first line, like the Pacioretty line for Vegas, like doesn't really show up. Everybody's like, they're not performing. But for me, I'm looking at the defensive play of the Deneau line, who's been shutting down the teams that we've played their top lines this entire playoffs. So that's just something to keep in mind, even for both series. It's not like, like sometimes you'll say like, oh, these big players, like, let's just say some, like, let's just say like, Tampa Bay's top line isn't what people expected it to be don't just put it on Tampa being like oh they're struggling because Islanders is a very good defensive team as well so just one thing I've been thinking about 
And I made Marjorie post the question in the outline that we should pick who we think is going to win. Uh, I made the executive decision to not do that because we believe yeah. the jinx is back. Yeah. Um, during some precautionary testing last round and this round, uh, we kind of believe the jinx is back. So yeah. we're not going to say anything. <laughs> we're not saying anything. But we have a very nice question. As you all know, Marjorie loves to ask us a question at the end of each episode. And this week's question is, who will have a mental breakdown if their team loses? Grace or Alessia? <laughs> um, I think I've said this a lot. I'm just happy <laughs> to see the Habs go this far this year. Because I'm telling you right now, if you saw the text messages I sent to both Grace and Marjorie after game four of the Habs vs. Leafs series, I'm like, <laughs> I lost hope. I am losing hope. Good luck in round two. That was you were on like a whole different plane of existence. You were so yeah. angry. <laughs> and then and then after that, Grace and Marjorie were like, oh, what are you thinking now? Like, what's going on? And then here we are. And I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. That's basically it, honestly. I think that even just from the listeners who know me from listening to these episodes, it is very obvious that I will be the one to have a mental breakdown. If my team loses um, in any way, shape, or form, um, <laughs> I think that just comes with my personality. Um, but I was going to say, I was thinking about this when I saw the question before we started recording. And I was like, it'll be me, duh. And then I was like, but wait, this just happy to be here attitude from Alessia could manifest into something much more if the Habs lose. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> I think you just need something to keep you happy because you had to see the leaves lose to the Habs in round one. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do after this. If Vegas is out, I have never cheered for the Lightning in my life. I have never cheered for the Islanders in my life. Yeah. I have never cheered for the Habs in my life. So usually I have like one team that I've like, kind of cheered for before end up mm -hmm. in the finals or close to it um, yeah that is not the case this year so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where we all end up yeah like for me I was like okay once the Habs are out I'm assuming Colorado will still be in the race but no like I said last episode if you tell me before these playoffs oh by the way um Montreal's making it further than Colorado I think you'd you'd be like I'd be laughing like, no, there's no way. There's really no way, but I don't know. Here we are. Here we are. It's bizarre, That's but it. I'm not Here complaining. <laughs> not complaining. No, no negative energy, only good vibes. <laughs> good vibes only. 